This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So, yesterday, I was out and about, and there, I was driving home from work, and I decided to go to Chick-fil-A. I figured I'd, you know, make a quick run into Chick-fil-A. And, uh, well, actually, that's not true. I was on my way home, and I had to pick up a prescription. And right next door to the pharmacy that I get stuff from, uh, is a Chick-fil-A. And so often when I go to pick up things at the pharmacy, I think, oh man, that Chick-fil-A smells so good. And then I drive away. And well, yesterday I pulled up and I'd forgotten that the pharmacy now gets a lunch break. What kind of, it just drives me insane. Since the pandemic, you know, they shut the, the pharmacy down for 30 minutes every day so they can get a lunch break and clean. Ugh. Anyway. So I pull up in there, you know, it's the lunch break time. I was so ticked. So instead of driving home, I figure, well, I'm, I'm here, right? <laughs> I'll just swing around and drive through Chick-fil-A, grab a, you know, a shake and a chicken sandwich, and I'll just hang out and wait for the pharmacy to open back up from their lunch break. And so I, I do, I swing around. I'm like, pull it. Yeah. Like you know, I make my order. And of course my order includes a large chocolate shake, please. And uh, we don't have larges anymore. We just have the one size. It's just the ones that we don't have larges. What? This is unacceptable. And I even say, are you no, seriously? <laughs> I'm talking to this. <laughs> This kid at the uh, through the microphone. I was like, "No, dude, I know it's funny. Just give me a large." No, I'm sorry. So we only have the one size. So uh, you know, I know I'll take whatever size you got. Then fine, whatever. And they really, actually, I mean, did a, they overfilled the size that they gave me? It was nice of them. And when you say, "How do they do that?" Well, they have a little plastic cup, you know. Anyway, with the plastic top on it. Anyway. So, I mean, it was, it was a full chocolate shake, but, uh, I had tweeted about it at Jeffy JFR and, uh, some of your comments, uh, you know, I kind of got, it got me thinking, uh, I realized that the original joke is, well, just buy two then duh. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, what am I a glutton? Don't answer that. So, uh, apparently many places haven't had large coffee cups or large slurpy cups uh, or you know large fountain cups for a long time so when i said in my joke tweet about chick-fil-a uh what are they stuck on a ship waiting to be offloaded it's very possible that they are this is unacceptable man what this used to be america you know we used to go to a place and they'd say ah we don't have that we're out of it You'd think, oh, okay, well, when are you going to get it back? A couple hours from now? (laughs) Maybe I give you till tomorrow. Nope. We'll be lucky to have it in a few months for you. Oh, okay. And I I took my daughter to a Starbucks a few days ago, and I thought, well, I'm here. 
All right, give me a French vanilla cappuccino. Um, we don't have any French vanilla, sir. Um, well, I, things are getting out of control when I can't get a large chocolate shake or a French vanilla cappuccino. What the hell is going on? Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. I got some news yesterday also, uh, so other than realizing that uh, maybe I don't need that large chocolate shake. <laughs> Perhaps you didn't need that French vanilla cappuccino a couple of days ago, fat man. Maybe you ought to need to work out. Well, okay, I'll give you that. Uh, you know, I mean, my son is a workout guru. I mean, he has his own business, Better You Performance. It's what he does, man. And, uh, but I realize now why I, it it doesn't matter whether I work out or not, because according to new studies, many people who begin new exercise programs and see very little improvement in their fitness and their health in, you know, weeks after studiously sticking with their new routine, which is, I mean, if, when you think of studiously sticking to a workout routine, you should think of me. And uh, then and nothing happens. You just see very little improvement, if any. Well, uh, we're part of a group called non-responders now. That's what I am. I'm a non-responder. So it's a new study that says people who have this problem where the workout system and the weight regimes and everything don't work out for you, you are part of a non-responder. That's what I am. I, I I am now have a group that I'm a part of that I don't have to be discouraged anymore. I don't have to feel bad. I can say, hey, hey, hey. Sorry, okay. I can't work out. It doesn't do anything for me. I'm a non-responder. Yeah. So it doesn't matter your age or your sex or your ethnicity. doesn't matter. Uh, young, old, anything, doesn't matter, white, black, whatever, it doesn't matter. If it doesn't work for you, you are a non-responder. So that's me. (laughs) I'm so happy to know that I'm part of a group now, part of a very special non-responder group. I should have my son on and uh, talk to him about this because I'm pretty sure that he... He's going to uh, not believe this study, and we're going to have to have a fight about it. So maybe I'll put him on chewing the fat, and we'll have a conversation, not a fight, a conversation about me being a non-responder. Okay, congratulations to the top 50 radius cities in America. Orkin has just released the 2021 top radius cities list and a yay yay and a number one for the seventh consecutive year chicago yay yay (laughs) breaking into the top 10 this year though a city that hasn't been there before Cleveland, Ohio. Congratulations for breaking into the top 10. <laughs> picking up a pair to number six is Baltimore. And picking up a pair 
from the 10th slot is Detroit. Congratulations. I know. I know. So the top 10 rattiest cities in America. I already told you number 10, Cleveland just broke into the top 10 this year. Denver, Detroit, and the rest of these cities were all in the top 10 last year. So they're just, you know, Detroit, um, Baltimore, Detroit and Baltimore were in the top 10 and they just moved up. Uh, Denver stayed at number nine, Philadelphia, number seven, San Francisco, number five, Washington, DC, number four, boy, if you counted humans that they should actually be number one, New York, uh, Los Angeles and Chicago are the top 10 rattiest cities in America. Now, number 50, number 50 is a little disheartening for me because I don't know that I believe it, but you know, I mean, it's here Orkin says so. Uh, Tampa, Tampa, Florida is number 50 on the, it's up nine spots. Woof. Tampa, what are you doing? Orkin, get to work. Get rid of some rats in Tampa. Come on now. What do you think you're doing? I mean, small crumbs and garbage are popular food sources, as are the dry goods, such as grains and cereals. These should be kept in sealed metal or glass containers to prevent contamination. Clear out the clutter. Okay, cardboard objects. Uh, they first of all, the rats can chew through anything, man, and they use them for nests. If you have cardboard boxes, um, clean your house, organize crowded spaces. I mean, I, I have a tough time with that, but you, this is what you should do. Um, don't let any landscaping run wild. Inspect both inside and outside your homes. Look for possible entry points. I mean, rat infestation is not fun. You can quote me on that. Rat infestation is not fun. So, and look, we already, we do stories all the time about, uh, you know, the cities in Colorado, out west, and Wyoming, that, you know, the plague is still. (laughs) No, thank you. I do not want that, uh, Sam, I am. No, I do not want that problem. And neither do you, really. I I don't want you to get the plague okay so kill rats that's my motto Peta would you know they hate me for this we've had rat fights before with Peta because i think it's silly that we even attempt to you know not kill them oh we have to live with them they're animals too no no baby uh they need to go away have a nice day get out okay So, of course, uh, with Tampa breaking into the top 50, uh, Miami and Tampa are a couple of the big cities in the uh, great state of Florida. Looks like Michigan has two or three cities. You've got Flint, Michigan, Detroit, obviously number eight in the top 10, and Grand Rapids, Michigan. Wow. Grand Rapids, Michigan is number 32, the rattiest city. What state has the most? I'd bet. If I had to bet, I would say it's probably... Ohio. Let's see. <laughs> Cleveland. Yep. I guess that's still in Ohio. Let's keep going down the list. Shall we? Uh, Columbus. Yep. That's still in Ohio. I believe I don't, I could be wrong. I think it's still there really in the great state of Ohio. Uh, nah, it's only got a couple, right? You got Cleveland. <laughs> well, no, wait, you got, you have Cleveland number 10 that broke. They broke into the top 10 Columbus. Uh, is number 26 and Cincinnati and Dayton. So they have four in the top 50. 
Ooh, Ohio. What are you doing? Texas, of course, Houston and Dallas. I mean, I don't know if I guess Dallas, these are all just the proper cities, right? You're not talking about the greater DFW, the greater Detroit, greater Philadelphia. I mean, you're looking at the city limits, I guess. Is this study they say that this is um Orkin ranked metro regions by the number of new rodent treatments performed from September 15th, 2020 to September 15th, 2021. It includes both residential and commercial treatments. Yeah, it's in the major, it's just in the inside those city limits. So, you know, I mean, Illinois has got a few or two. <laughs> it's Chicago. And Champaign, New York has four, too. Now that I'm looking at this list, you have, you know, New York proper. And then uh, you head down the list to Albany. Yep. Okay. There's number two. I know I saw a couple more in New York as well. Syracuse, Buffalo, four cities in New York. So four in New York, four in Ohio in the top 50. Congratulations. It's Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania only has a couple, right? Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, it looks like. Although I will say, Philadelphia is number seven and Pittsburgh is number 16. Those are pretty high numbers. Uh, you start spreading out a little bit the greater Pittsburgh, Philadelphia area. So anyway, congratulations to the top 50 rattiest cities in America from Orkin. Congratulations. You, you should be proud. You should be proud. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink and think more about rats because I do not like rats. Oh. Oh, man. I remember having to fight them. Last time I had to fight a rat, I was still living in Florida. Uh, Tampa Bay. Not Tampa, though. Uh, Tampa Bay. I was living technically in uh, Seminole, I think. Yeah. That, which is a, you know, suburb of St. Petersburg. It's Pinellas County. Anyway, uh, you know, we had, uh, an issue, man, it took me, I had to fight those sons of, oh man, I hated those bastards. That one, I've told the story before I could, I heard of the first one I went after. I remember going out into the garage and when you'd come out in the garage, you'd scare them, you know, you'd make that noise and you'd hear that. And, uh, ugh. So what I did is I, I was out in the garage and, you know, I heard the, and so I shut the light off and closed the garage door, but I didn't go in the house. I just stood there and waited until I heard a, and I clicked on the light and he ran up the spring to the garage door, jumped along the top of the garage door. And before he was right in the middle of the garage door on this ledge. And he turned to me, <sighs> took a final drag of his cigarette, threw the cigarette butt down on the garage and jumped up into the attic. There was an attic space up above the garage. And he jumped up from that ledge. And I was so mad. I first went over and put out his cigarette butt burning in my garage. And then I went and got the non-PETA stamped glue sticks and put them in the garage. And if you've ever caught any kind of animals or rats on a glue stick, it's not pretty. But you catch those sons of guns. All right, let's go to the break room already. Well, yeah, I need something to drink again. Ah, 
Yeah, I mean, I was pretty angry, and, and I didn't care how I killed the rat and rats, plural, but I wanted them dead, and I got them dead, sons of guns. So did you see where Tom Hanks, I got his little feelings hurt, Tommy, oh no. So he claims that Bezos offered him a seat on a space flight before William Shatner. So, first of all, he's mad because William Shatner got to go on the space ride. And, and he, oh, they asked me first. They asked me first. They asked me first. But, according to Tom, Jeff Bezos said, Hey, uh, I'll give you a ride on the space flight for $28 million. <laughs> Now, Hank says, I ain't paying $28 million. So, maybe that's true. Perhaps... Uh, Bezos did approach. I mean, he's the type of person and has the type of money that could afford to fly on uh, any space flight, right? So why wouldn't you approach people like Tom? So he's just pissed. I mean, we're, we're, we were told that Shatner didn't pay, right? He got asked to go as a guest. So he's you know, he's just trying. I was asked first. I was asked, you know, it cost 28 million bucks or something like that. So it d- doesn't cost $28 million, Tom. You were just pissed that you didn't get asked to do it for free and uh, that William Shatner got all the press for it. It'll be okay, Tommy. It'll be okay. I mean, if you hear the William Shatner flight, maybe you did want to go on that flight. I know you were mocking it on Kimmel with your, oh, I can, it's 12 minutes, right? I can do that at home. I don't need to spend 28 million bucks on that. Oh, okay. All right. No problem, Tom. You just got your feelings hurt. It's okay. We'll, 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 we'll get over it. And you will too, baby. It's okay. You know, the other day we were talking about, um, Billy Joel selling his uh, catalog, and he said that he really wasn't thinking about selling it. But if he he wouldn't completely rule it out, he said, uh, if someone offered me a billion dollars, what am I going to say? No. So he put a price tag on his catalog, billion bucks. You want the Billy Joel catalog? It's for a billion dollars. Now, that would be worth a billion dollars, I think. I mean, that's a monster catalog. And when you listen, you go down the list of the greatest hits of Billy Joel, you you're there right? I mean, you're there. I mean, um, Dylan sold his for four or 500 million, right? Uh, and I mean, Dylan's catalog is huge too, but just not as huge as Billy Joe. I'm sorry. I like, I love Bob Dylan, but (laughs) he did not create the monster that Billy Joel created. And now I see where we have Bruce Springsteen in talks selling his recorded music to Sony music. A, no. Why do you want Bruce Springsteen's freaking music? He's awful. But I know you like him. Don't look at me like that. I know you're talking about the boss, Bruce Springsteen. Yes, I know. And I know that he is, uh, you know, one of, and this is what it says in this story, that Bruce Springsteen is one of the most successful recording artists in the past 50 years. 65.5 million album sales in the U.S. alone. Okay. Uh, According to this, Billboard estimated that the Springsteen album catalog generated about 15 million in revenue in 2020. And that's his publishing catalog brings in about 7 million a year. So if you're looking at 
Springsteen 65.5 million in album sales in the U.S. alone. I mean, Billy Joel has sold 150 million records. <laughs> uh, more than double Bruce. And uh, so I'm sure he's worth, I mean, he's Billy is worth at least a billion, but no way. 500 million? 400 million, maybe? I mean, that's what they want for what? That's what I said Springsteen is asking for, right? Because Dylan got there. It's reported Dylan got 400 to 500 million for his. So Springsteen, you know, Bruce is up there with him. Plus, he's agonizing. He's hanging out with Obama now. And I know we try not to get political on this show, but he's hanging out with Madonna, with Obama now. And not long ago, they did an interview where Obama called all of uh, Springsteen's listeners pretty much racist. And Springsteen agreed with them. They should just sell his albums and burn them in a pile. What was the, what was the comment he made? So he's doing an interview and Bruce and Obama are sitting side by side. I know they do their little podcast thing together, which I've, you know, I could don't know that I can take listening to the whole thing, but they do it. And uh, I guess they've become friends, but Obama is sitting there talking about Clarence Clemens, the, uh, saxophone player he may have played other instruments i don't know i've never seen springsteen live don't want to and i don't need to but i'm aware of you know the other musicians in his group so clarence clemens is their uh saxophone player for sure and uh, obama is talking about springsteen's fans and how they're a primarily white audience and it's just i mean i just want to punch him i know you can't and you won't and he's the former president and i you know all that blah 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 but he has this smirk look on his face i just want to punch him but here is what he said and it makes me so angry what bruce and clients portrayed on stage was essentially a reconciliation that's right most of your audiences were primarily white there's him playing. And they can love Clarence when he's on stage, but if they ran into him in a bar, suddenly oh, yeah. the N-word comes out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. I agree, Barack. Yeah, yeah, suddenly the N-word comes out, and Bruce agrees with him. They ought to just run them all out of town. That's agonizing. No one, no one would see Clarence Clemens I, no, I, I realize that there are some of the white supremacists out there, the exceptions to every rule, Jeff, but nobody goes out to a restaurant in 2000, uh, since he's been president, in the 2000s, for years, no one has gone out and said, oh, there's a N-word in my restaurant, at a bar, whatever, oh my gosh, he has no idea uh, about this country and he continues to try to divide us racially and it is actually agonizing and very very frustrating maddening maddening is what it is anyway i'll calm down i'm sorry <laughs> I, don't know, I shouldn't have brought it up but uh you know i did and then you had to get me mad i'm sorry so let's just Remind you to follow me on Twitter at Jeffy JFR. Follows me on Facebook and Instagram as Jeff Fisher Radio. I've got my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Uh, you can email me anytime with uh, anything you want to talk about, chewing the fat at theblaze.com. 
You can subscribe to Blaze TV, uh, blazetv.com slash Jeffy. Uh, you can uh, donate and uh, help raise some money for our rescue and help raise some money for me to shave my head coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, November 19th, I'm going to shave my head on my Facebook and Instagram pages live. Uh, hashtag shave head, save human. And you, the links are up on my social media accounts in the bio and you can donate to OUR. Thank you to all of you who have donated already. I appreciate it. I'm trying to get to $6,000. That's my goal. And because it takes $6,000 to rescue, well, it takes $6,000 to help someone get reacclimated to life after they've been rescued from human slavery. And OUR not only rescues them, but they pay for legal documents and medical travel to their country, food and water, transportation and education, vocational training for that survivor for one year so that they not only just rescue them, they don't throw them out on the street again. Okay, you've been rescued from that guy. Get out. No, we want them to actually, you know, have a successful life uh, beyond that. And it takes some doing to make that happen. And it takes about $6,000 for a year for one rescuer. And so I want to raise that amount so you can help out by doing that. And of course, you know, you can do it on, you don't have to go to the link inside my bio of social media. You go to ourrescue.org and they have a fundraisers page and, and you can go to the donate. If you go to ourrescue.org, then you got to go to the donate tab, then the fundraisers tab, and then scroll down to the Jeffy fundraiser. It's just easier if you click on the link in my bios. So just go ahead and do that. <laughs> okay, I'm calmed down a little bit now. I could talk a little bit about Selma Hayek, who, oh my gosh, this might get me angry again too. I don't know that I want to talk about it now. She uh, is doing an interview saying, Harvey Weinstein used to scream, I didn't hire you to look ugly during the making of Frida. Okay, so that's a problem because if I remember correctly, and I, I could be wrong, but uh, she was nominated for some awards for that movie. Um, so, I mean, it worked, right? She, she is. She got an Oscar nomination for Best Actress for that movie. <laughs> so it worked. I didn't hire you. Thank you. It was his movie. Well, please, Selma, act your best, okay? I know it's different coaching styles, and we're not supposed to coach in a mean way, and maybe that's old school thinking. I know. And look, the guy's a dirtbag. We know that. I'm not. It, it sounds like I'm sticking up for Harvey to be a dirtbag. No, I'm not. He is a dirtbag and was a dirtbag, but... If you're trying to be part of the I was beaten up by Harvey Weinstein crowd too, and all you have is he hollered at me when I was making a movie for him, and that's the movie that I was uh, nominated for an Oscar in, um, it seemed like maybe the hollering worked for you. But, okay, all right. Yep, you know what? He's a dirtbag. I got it. It's Kaylee. 
Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, I'll just uh, catch you up a little bit on some COVID headlines from around the globe. We have the uh, United Kingdom authorizing the Merck antiviral pill, first shown to treat COVID. Yay! I mean, I thought we already had that with uh, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, but no, that wasn't stamped with the Merck stamp. So, good. All right, good. Uh, Families uh, could be denied death benefits for unvaccinated loved ones. Oh, that's good. New York's Metropolitan Transportation Authority is denying the 500,000 death benefits uh, to the families of the unvaccinated subway, bus, and commuter workers. Florida second graders suspended 36 times for mask mandate violation. Starting in August, this little girl uh, served her first punishment of a referral and silent lunch in an office hallway all alone because the seven-year-old did not want to wear a mask. And after she had uh, completed every assignment that her teacher would provide, they claim that she's failing second grade and that there's no way she could catch up. So they're just going to fail her out. And they wonder why she won't comply because she, this little kid won't comply. They can't make this little girl comply. And they're doing everything they can to make this little girl comply. And of course, we know that the the judge struck down DeSantis's ban on mask mandates. So, I mean, the school boards are all happy. Yay, that's a win for teacher safety. Is it? Is it a win? Because I see a lot of pictures with all you teachers at awards in your, at your, your little uh, parties and award shows without masks. But it's a win. It's a win in school for you. So good. Uh, San Francisco health officer says children 5 to 11 will be required to show proof of vaccination. That's good. I heard, <laughs> and I mentioned going to the pharmacy yesterday. I, I heard the the message that they left for me telling me that, uh, you know, the prescription was ready to pick up. When you call back and have to go through the hoops to get to your message or talk to a pharmacist, they remind you that, hey, those kid vaccinations are going to be here in a couple of days. So get ready to line up, line your kids up to get vaccinated. Yay. Just agonizing. And a COVID-19 victim who was all wound up because they claimed that uh, their, uh, their dad, the 98-year-old man who died of covid was dissected in front of a paying audience in Oregon without his Oregon, 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 or Oregon, 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 Oregon. Uh, I just want to, I never pronounce it right, so I just want to get it right. I know it's Oregon, okay? Uh, without his family's knowledge. Wait, what? Yeah, uh, including his, his widow, they learned that an autopsy demonstration at a Marriott ballroom in Portland. 
<laughs> so audience members paid 500 bucks a ticket to attend this morbid presentation. The event was part of the Traveling Oddities and Curiosities Expo, which features occult art and sideshow performances and promotes itself as the nation's foremost community of all weird things. I thought this was like a hospital thing or something. So apparently his his body was given to MedEd Labs, a Las Vegas company, His family members were under the impression his corpse would be used for private medical research. Right, okay, that's what I was thinking that it was. Not as a centerpiece for the traveling freak show. (laughs) I mean, does it matter, really? I guess, I guess. I mean, you already said it was okay, and they gave it to the med-ed labs. I don't know if they charged you any money. I mean, the the place should give you a cut. If they're charging 500 bucks a ticket for this, you should at least get a cut from that, right? Uh, according to the family though they said they could guarantee the man uh knew his body would be used for medical research okay so all right i guess it's a little dishonest that uh they decided that they were you know they gave it to med ed labs and then it ended up at the traveling curiosity i'm sorry oddities and curiosities expo <laughs> all right bring him out here let's wheel him on out here let's dissect him all right let's go <laughs> that's a heck of a show but uh the family is a little unhappy and i don't know i mean i guess i can't blame him but you let him go you said it was okay so what happens to him after that i guess is not your problem And we know that uh, today, if you're listening live on the 4th of November, 2021, that uh, the White House is going to require 100 million workers to be vaccinated or tested weekly by January 4th. It's the OSHA uh, is going to be uh, on top of everything, and they're going to uh, provide uh, fines for noncompliance. Yay! So the first rule was issued by the uh, by OSHA covers companies with more than 100 or more employees applying to an estimated 84 million workers. Companies must ensure that their workers are either fully vaccinated against COVID-19 by January 4th or that they test negative for COVID-19 at least once a week. The rule will take effect as soon as it's published in the Federal Register. Workers must get paid time off to get vaccinated under the OSHA rule. Employers must pay workers for the time it takes to get vaccinated and provide sick leave for workers to recover from any side effects. And that's what's going to happen to the pilots, right? That's what they're saying. The final day to get vaccinated for the pilots and the ones that aren't vaccinated already are going to get vaccinated, but they have to be allowed to get time off and they have to be allowed to have uh, side effect days off. So how many ever that is, the pilots are just going to take it off. It's going to be like a COVID-19 strike. So if they they will, I guess I guess the, you know, behind the scenes reports are saying that the pilots that are going to get vaccinated are going to do it at the very last minute and take every second that they can just to prove a point to the government. I don't know that that proves a point. All it does is clog up the airports, but you know, good. I you know, fine. Whatever. Um employers uh, don't need to pay for testing so that means that you are going to end up having to pay for those uh, for those tests and unvaccinated people 
must wear masks. Oh, what about vaccinated people? No, they don't have to wear a mask. So just you, we're going to know that you're unvaccinated because you've got to wear a mask around work. So that's special, right? I mean, right? (laughs) I mean, plenty of companies are going to have rebellion. There's no doubt about it. We're already hearing stories about uh, workers at Boeing, workers uh, at Mercedes. Uh, they are uh, not happy, and they're saying that uh, they are. You know, they just they just won't work. They'll just lose their jobs. Okay, well, we're going to get rid of millions of jobs. I mean, you're just going to shut down the country, man, and it's not going to be pretty. And maybe that's what they want. Maybe that's the end goal. I don't know. I'm just, I'm really, really tired of it all. And I mean, it was reported. I bet you this was the first show. I'd be willing to make that bet. Could be wrong, but I'd be willing to make that bet. This was the first show that said, hey, uh, the the pandemic is over. The pandemic is over. It's done. And then, I mean, we were seeing stories, you know, you know, at the blaze about Bill Maher, the pandemic's over. We didn't see a story. Jeff Fisher chewing the fat pandemic's over. I mean, there might be a reason for that, but, uh, that's another story. Uh, but I'm telling you it's over. I, you go out, you, I mean, every weekend across America, hundreds of thousands of people are ga- getting together in football stadiums and baseball stadiums. We watched the world series last week. Stadiums all over the country are gathering to watch games and very few are masked. And if you want to wear a mask, great, very few, you know, who's vaccinated, who's unvaccinated. Nobody knows they're getting together and we're not having this massive super spreader events all over the country every weekend it's not happening i mean it's over stop trying to ram it down our throats it's really really maddening really really maddening This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. And as long as we're talking about sports, congratulations to Major League Baseball. They uh, had viewership up 20% from last season. So congratulations. It's still the second lowest audience ever. They averaged 11.7 million viewers, which is uh, not good. (laughs) I mean, last year was an all-time low. Obviously, you know, the pandemic year, I got you. But, uh, you know, we're up only by 20% over the all-time low, which is, uh, but nowhere near pre-pandemic levels. I mean, the low prior to 2020 was in 2012, which was uh, 12.64 million viewers for a four-game series in 2012. I forget who was playing in the 2012 World Series. I'm sorry. And then, uh, I guess, you know, FBI was the most watched show in primetime after the world series. Uh, I, I've been trying, I've been trying to get into that FBI international and FBI most wanted. I have been trying to get into them. I just, 
I just, I record them, you know, I get to them from time to time. NCIS, I mean, uh, Gibbs is gone, right? He's out. Have a nice day. Gibbs is out. I know he's gone. I don't mind the NCIS without Gibbs. He's okay. The guy that took Gibbs place, Gary Cole, I like him. He's a pretty big star, actually. He's been (laughs) a lot of stuff and he's not bad. Uh, He's not Gibbs, but uh, he's not bad. I know that we have, uh, we've had shots of Mark Harmon Gibbs, uh, at his house. I just saw first shots of Mark Harmon after gone from NCIS. He's still, you know, they're claiming he's still a part of the show. He's, uh, you know, officially the executive producer. Oh, okay. All right. No problem. But he's not on the show anymore. And then I was looking at uh, CBS.com, their shows, by the way, and, uh, they, the cast, of NCIS, Mark Harmon's still there. Emily Wickersham is still there. Uh, Mario Bello is still there. Those three characters are gone from the show. So remove them. I mean, they're still part of the repeats and all that, but uh, not on the uh, not on the weekly show. Those people are gone. Have a nice day. Anyway, that's what's happening in the NCIS world. All that from the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> having a 20% bump over the worst ratings ever. Congratulations to Major League Baseball. And as long as we're on sports, we can talk about uh, Kyle Busch is uh, is in trouble. This whole headline really threw me when I first saw it. It says, NASCAR driver Kyle Busch to attend sensitivity training after using our word. And I thought, our word? What the hell is the R word? And then I listened to the interview and I was like, I still, of course they beep it. You know, we can't even say the R word. So more words we can't say. Words will hurt you. Apparently sticks and stones will still break your bones, but words apparently will hurt you even to this day. So for sure, we can't say the N word, right? That's, that's long gone. Only, well, only a specific types of people can say the n-word and now are there only specific types of people that get to say the r-word because if you don't know what the r-word is um i'm gonna say it all right i'm gonna play what kyle bush said and i will say the r-word and if it gets me in trouble it gets me in trouble if i have to go to sensitivity training I'll go to sensitivity training, you know, and I don't necessarily want to apologize for using the R word because it's really breaks my heart that you can't say it because it's just a word. You know, it breaks my heart that I can't say the N word either because I should be able to say these words. Uh, they're only words, but I've, have, I've given in. Obviously, you can't say the N word. And, you know, there's others, plenty of words that you can't say on the radio. I'm on the internet, pretty predominantly on the internet. So, uh, I could say any word I want, really. Um, there's no community standards except for the N word. And now apparently the R word. Okay. So I'm going to tell you what it is. So, you know, what word you can't say, I'm going to be educational here on chewing the facts. I want you to know what words you can't say. Okay. All right. So Kyle Bush is giving an interview after the race and he's pissed. All right. He's pissed at another driver for tapping him and racing cars of helping and bumping. What's the NASCAR phrase? 
bumping and grinding, bumping and run. Uh, you, you know, if you're an NASCAR fan, you know what uh, what what you're what you're bumping and grinding. Well, he drills my ass coming out of four for no reason. I mean, where was he going? What was he gonna do? Spin me out? He was trying to do a Harvick, is what he was trying to do. For what? For second place? To do what? He wasn't gonna transfer through with that. Just freaking man, so stupid. I, I don't understand these guys. I should be out of them right now. Is what I should do, but that doesn't do me any good either. Why not? I mean, crafting yesterday said that's what some of these guys need. I've already had to pay enough fines in my lifetime. I'm sure I'll get another one. No doubt about it. So that was Kyle. Uh, apparently, you can say ass. Uh, you can't say the S word. There's another word you can't say. Uh, you can say crap. You just can't say the S word. You can be crapped on, but you can't crap. So uh, he already apologized in a tweet. He said, in one of my post-race interviews, I used a word I should never use, and I want to apologize for it. Wow. So he uh, apologized. He has to go to sensitivity training. You heard him on the interview. He's already been fined a bunch. He'll probably be fined again. I didn't see any word where he was going to be fined or not. It's possible. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, but he said the R word in that interview. They beep that. <laughs> it's freaking beep. Stupid, man. So the R word, the word that you can't say anymore. And they also talk about NASCAR is in the news a lot, lady, because let's go Brandon. You know, that's falsely reported too. I think we've talked about that before. Um, you know, the, the organic growth of that is incredible and it, says a lot about the feelings toward this administration <laughs> a lot because the they try to turn it into the reporter who I think was from NBC um, reporter lying to the audience and the reporter wasn't lying. I don't think the, I don't think the reporter really had any political uh, feelings toward it. She was just covering her butt on, on TV doing an interview. The crowd was cussing F Joe Biden F. There's another word you can't say F the F word. Um, they were saying F Joe Biden. So instead of saying, Oh, those, those people, excuse me, Brandon, all these people saying F Joe Biden, I, I want to get an interview in with you. She was just talking to the NASCAR driver, Brandon, what's his face. And uh, I think that is his actual name, by the way, Brandon, what's his face. And, uh, and so she just covered it. She was just like, yeah, they're cheering. Let's go, Brandon. And, you know, get on with the interview. It did, wasn't, I don't think it had any political agenda, but the organic growth behind that has been amazing. Anyway, Kyle Bush uh, has said the R word, and he's going to sensitivity training. I don't want you to have to go to sensitivity training, okay? So I'm just going to let you know that you can't say retarded anymore. People don't like it. It's a bad word. It's an ugly word. It's just a terrible, terrible word. So don't let me hear you say retarded again, okay? Don't do it. I don't want you to go to sensitivity training. I don't want to go to sensitivity training. <laughs> uh, although, it make for a good show. But I don't want to go to sensitivity training. And, you know, Kyle has already apologized. And so, you know, it's a horrible thing. And so don't say retarded anymore in your life, okay? You got the F word. You got the N word. You got the R word. Jeez. We are... We are 
in a strange place, aren't we? All right. I know we're in a strange place. Let me get out of here. You have a great day. I'll leave you with something that I saw earlier this morning that is genius. And I don't know who thought of it. It was on my Facebook timeline and it was posted from a guy by the name of Jeffrey Harris. I don't know if this is his idea, but it's genius. And if it is his, you're a genius because I will do this this season. Uh, It's awesome. So, uh, and you could do this to freak out your neighbors, whatever. Okay. If you live in a place where it snows, all right. Or if you're going to visit someplace, if you live in Florida and you go up North for the winter or something, this is something to do to leave for your friends. (laughs) It is awesome. Okay. Step one, you take the snow and you build several mounds of snow in your yard. Just build mounds. You don't need to try to doctor them up, you know, like you do snowmen or whatever. Just mounds of snow in your yard. Multiple mounds of snow. And then you make eye holes in each mound. All right? Two holes in each mound where where eyes would go. And then you put in glow sticks in the eyes so that they're glowing at night. And just face it toward your neighbor's house. It looks awesome. I'll post a picture when I post about the show, but uh, glow sticks for eyes in mounds of snow facing your neighbor's house. It will freak them out. It will be all kinds of fun for you. And, you know, it'll be worth the time spent outside in the cold making snow bounds and eye holes and getting, you know, glow sticks. I'm assuming that glow sticks will be available. I don't know. They might be on a ship someplace. and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.